0: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. We're live inside of the Charney's menswear and tuxedo studios right here on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Dress up and dress down at Charney's. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. A tux, a suit, a sport coat, pants, shorts, the dress pants, the Callaway gear, as well as Bamboo K and so much more. Of course, Tommy Bahama, come out and get it today at Charney's. They're open seven days a week. They will get you into all the clothes that you're looking for. They'll help you pick out a new style. They will get everything ready for you. They'll tailor it there, alter it there, do whatever they have to do, and have it back and ready in your hands very quickly. So Charney's is truly that one-stop shop that if you find something you love and it fits but you just want a little tweak to it, they got you. So make sure that you head off to Charney's where every single man, no matter who you are and no matter what your style is, gets fit right. Charney's, men's wearing tuxedos, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. The pieces of today's show, I'm very excited about what's coming up today. So much going on. And of course, this is the week to kick off. And so, wake up call with Dan Tortora is proud to bring you a very special week to kick off every single day this week that we are live on air. We will be featuring Syracuse Orange football alumni. And so, we've already featured on Monday's show Rob Carpenter, yesterday, Darius Kelly, today, in just a moment. We'll have Eric Kroom on the show, former defensive lineman for the team. And then in the second part of the first hour, we'll have Cole Murphy, former kicker of the team, speaking on the Syracuse Orange 2019 season. And then in the second hour of the show, we'll get into what we always do on Wednesdays, and that is Fantasy Football Power Hour, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub. So you get all of that coming up in just a little bit here. So I want to let you know that I'm thankful for you listening live Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Whether you're watching on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT or listening on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, we appreciate it very much. You can always search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora to get our audio files on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Podbean, the RSS feed, iTunes podcast, YouTube, MixLR's archive itself and other places like player FM and whatnot. So however you're listening to us, thank you so much. Whether you listen live or listen back, we appreciate you. And now without further ado, we have Eric Kroom on the broadcast with us to speak with us about his thoughts on Syracuse's two thousand and nineteen season. Eric, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. How you doing today, Dan?
0: Uh, I'm doing well, man. And just catch us up. What's been going on? What's uh how's life going? How's the baby doing? What's going on?
1: Oh, life is great. Uh, getting married in March, uh, baby's getting bigger, and uh,
0: been doing some coaching. I'm working in the school system, so life life is good. That's awesome. And you said you're getting uh, married in March. So how did it all come about? Darius, how he popped the question. Darius, how he popped the question. So bring us into the story. How'd you pop the question? How'd you get it all done and ready and set to go? Uh,
1: actually, when I popped the question, it was at our baby shower. She, uh, I surprised her. I put a ring in the Pandora bag like I just was giving her an appreciation gift like I had called her mom the day before, and we set it all up. So she thought she was just getting like a little Pandora gift. And then when I was like, let me open this gift for you. I just wanted to get you something special for being strong during the pregnancy. And it was actually an engagement ring.
0: And it, what was her reaction? Was she Was she totally floored? Was she surprised? Did she kind of feel like it was coming? How did she react?
1: she was surprised she didn't even like still didn't even say yes she just like put her <laughs> hand on my shoulder and was
0: like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting married in march the baby's doing well i, I for people that don't know I, I tell everybody i mean your your child at barely one or a little bit over one is is using ipads and this that and the other how's the baby doing
1: oh she's good she's getting big super big and active like keeps you on your toes like i out the football practice, she runs around on the field and everything.
0: So she just the life of the party every day. And you know, for so that's I mean, obviously amazing and congratulations to everything that's going on here. Speaking with Eric Croom, defensive lineman of the Syracuse Orange football history. Speaking on this season, on our official week to kickoff with the game this Saturday at Liberty. Erica, what did you see from last year's team? They went ten and three. Obviously, you know you've been a part. Of the recent history of the team, there's been three and nine seasons. There's been a bunch of four and eight seasons. What did you see last year from this 10 and three team?
1: Uh, It just finally all came together. You know, those guys have a great system and they perfect the system well, and it was a chance for them to actually build. Like through my years, there was a lot of changes and everything, so they never got a chance. We never got a chance to build in the system. And you see everything coming together where the players are getting accustomed to the system, everybody's bought in and I love the way Coach Babers gets them all uh, enthused, and he's an inspirational coach. Those guys play for him and play for each other, so you can see it on the field, and everything finally came together. So I'm super excited about this
0: season. And when you talk about that, you know, that that they came together, that they play for each other, that, you know, they're buying in and whatnot, just, you know, overall, did did you get a sense of, of who Dino Babers was in the beginning, or is this something that you've kind of just learned over time that, that he has, you know, kind of a unique and special way to get through to the players?
1: Uh, I gone that from the beginning. Like, I've had guys that were still in the program that were under me and guys that went back and said, "Chrome, uh, this guy legit, you know, these guys, trust in him. He's he's a great coach to play for. Like, I, I had people tell me they would love to play for him. So, and you can see bits and pieces of it, like the big wins, but it just couldn't put it all together. Like, we beat Clemson, beat VT, but you just couldn't keep it consistently together. That's why I said last year finally all came together. Well, they bought in, hey, we can really do this. You had snippets of, okay, we can compete with the top teams and beat the 9s. Like, we're one of them. So it was a whole different mentality you seen last year.
0: Speaking here with Eric Kroom, former defensive lineman of the Syracuse Orange. Speaking on the team, as we look step into this season, you were on the defensive line, so you know the importance of building through the trenches you know the importance of of making sure that you build from the inside out if you want to win and uh, we know that this year there's you know some some veteran status coming out there and and not only veteran status but status that has respect and you know when i speak on that i'm i'm speaking about the defensive line with guys like Kendall Coleman, who's been around for a while, on one end as a defensive end, and on the other end, Elton Robinson, who spent some time within the system as well. Just what you can say about you know when you when you see these names and these guys. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a team that finally on this defensive line. It's been a little while since it's happened, but there's some vets on here. There's guys that have been through it. And there's other guys in the rotation, like a Brandon Barry or McKinley Williams and and Josh Black and whatnot, that have you know found their way to kind of stay within the rotation. What do you think about a defensive line that's getting some respect, getting some national exposure? Just what your take is on them?
1: Oh, uh, I'm super excited. I, I know we had two double-digit sack guys coming off the edge, were super important. Like you said, once they get that experience. It's just like we here, like everybody has to respect us now. It's not trying to figure the game out. Usually through your first couple years, it's still figuring it out. You confident in your abilities, but you still kind of on that borderline. Those guys have turned the corner. Like we, we the best. And they, you can see it's a group that has fun together. When I watch them play, they dapping each other up, jumping up. It's guys who are more excited to see their teammate get a sack than when they get a sack, which you love and have a good rotation of players. Of veterans as well. Like they could rotate probably seven, eight deep right now. When they were young, you probably only relied on the five or six guys. So that's also good to see a lot of guys getting action with those veteran guys coming off the edge and some veterans in the middle. I think it's going to even be a better season than last year, especially with expectations. I think those guys are ready to exceed the expectations that those already put on them. Like they were very under the radar until everybody sent the numbers. Like, no, those those guys at Syracuse got 10 sacks and 11 sacks coming off the edge, and uh, who are those guys? Now they got the confidence to know that they are those guys
0: now. Yeah, you know, we, and we see uh, Elton Robinson, a senior; Brandon Barry a redshirt senior; Kenneth Ruff, a senior at D tackle. Uh, we have Josh Black, a redshirt junior; Shaq Grobsner, a redshirt senior. Kendall Coleman a senior and Kingsley Jonathan a junior, the only uh, underclassman, Redshirt sophomore Curtis Harper, backup defensive tackle. So, not only, you know, are we are we seeing guys that have been successful, but they're vets and they've had a lot of time in the program and in the system. I know that Elton Robinson came over to the team, but still, you know, he's had a lot of experience being here. And just what you can say that means being a former D-lineman that the majority of this D-line are seniors, redshirt seniors and juniors.
1: Oh, it means a lot because a lot of those guys grew up together in the system and grew up together in college when they remember they was those young guys when people were telling them, hey, it's going to go fast, and they built a camaraderie to know that they can trust each other. And you kind of got, like, an enough sense of where people are going to be and how things are going to happen. I can even speak from my experience. The guys that I came up with, you just got that whole type of different type of chemistry. Like, you can see stuff on the same page without saying anything, and you just know that whole brotherhood, like – This is my family. We've been here together for four or five years, however long it's been. You go through those struggles with those guys, so it's a whole different type of love and trust that you have for those guys when you make it to your fourth year or even your junior year, even some redshirt seniors that, hey, we did all this together. Nobody's running those summer runs with you or doing those lifts with you. These guys are doing these meetings with you. So it's a whole different type of respect and love that you have for each other when you come up together and you like, oh, this is our last hurrah. Let's make it something special. So it's a whole different type of vibe
0: when you go through those things with those players. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and going through that together and growing together, obviously they've been able to have some success together. Uh, what you went through, the the ups and downs of, of being here with Syracuse football, what did it teach you? What did you learn from it? Eric, speaking here with Eric Kroom, uh, just just what your takeaways were from having some ups and, and having some downs, just just what it brought to you and what it taught you. Uh,
1: it just taught me to the control the controllables control the and they even killed. You know, some things you just can't control, and you just do the best you can and appreciate the times while you got them. Like I said, the most important thing I got on my experience was the relationships I built. This guy, we still have a group chat to this day, talk to the guys, and it's a loving and a caring experience that you got. And even just seeing the path that we say, even though we went, didn't win a lot, but we started to establish a culture. Like, we went to two bowl games out my four years. Even the first year, we were supposed to go to a bowl game. We started off 5-2 and two and lost the rest of the season. So, you learn to deal with adversity and learn how to handle things, especially teaching you guys become the men of how to deal when things don't go your way and how to respond to things. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons in my time there. Even with all the losses, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because I had so much fun, and we still talk about the stuff to today. Like we didn't win a lot, but I had the best time of my life with those guys.
0: And yeah, and you had the opportunity, like you said, you know, uh, to go to a bowl game and and to see that success and, and to everything that, you know, you had with that. I mean, the the last time that the team went to a bowl game, you got to be a part of that and celebrate that. And then they go this past year. Just just what that meant to you as an alumni, that there were the, that stretch of years in between three and nine, four and eight, four and eight, four and eight. Four and eight. Before there's another bowl game, just you know how how much pride you have in that, and how much appreciation and excitement you had to see Syracuse get back to a bowl game.
1: Uh, I was happy like I was playing. Like you got to go through the storm to see the sunshine. There's gonna be those rough times. Everybody's had a rough time. Even look at Alabama before Saban got there; they were a six-win team. Now they're a perennial national championship contender. So a lot of times you have to go through those hard times to see. You don't see the end result, but. It's there if you keep pushing and persevering through the hard times. That's a lot of guys who set foundations who didn't see the end result. Like, I felt like I was one of the people who set just somewhat of a foundation to the next generation. and they're going to set a, a next generation of, oh, this is our standard now. So they keep winning nine, ten games. That's going to be the standard now. So you have something to build on. We keep getting this program to where it should be. And I think we have a lot of respect now that people – didn't respect us in the in the beginning. Like I don't think we got a lot of respect till we start beating. when Louisville was undefeated. The West Virginians, even though we didn't have a lot of overall success, but people started to respect us as we start. You know, making our presence known. Hey, we are here to play. We can play too, no matter what the record is or what the pass, pass is. That we can play too. And you've seen those guys. They confident. They don't. They they step in every game and think they can win as they should.
0: Yeah, and you knew you talk about you know building that respect and, and that rapport. You know, this this Syracuse team most recently, I mean, going into this season, ranked in the top 25 in both polls in the AP as well as the coaches poll. And not only ranked in the top 25 there, but the majority of the ACC media, which obviously I, I vote in this poll as well, the preseason poll. I picked Clemson first in the Atlantic, Syracuse second. The majority of the media agrees with that. So Syracuse is picked to finish second in the Atlantic division of the ACC and they're ranked in the top 25 in the AP and the coaches' poll. What are your thoughts on that? You talk about building respect, and Syracuse is going into this season with more respect than they've had nationally in a long time.
1: Uh, they, they should get the respect, because honestly, you watched last season probably 10 plays, you could have an undefeated team or, well, 11-1 team if you really watch through and throughout the game, just a few plays here and there. Four quarter against Clemson, a couple plays in the pit game. You know, anything can happen. So, I think they're right where they should be. I don't want to get them too high. Just keep working it. I think it's going to pan out. I honestly think we can finish in the top 15 finish if we stay on the, tra- on the trajectory that I think we're capable of and all the talent we have and a lot of returning seniors on the most important side of the ball. I mean, for up front and on both sides. So we have a lot of guys I'm excited about. I'm excited about seeing Tommy DeVito get his chance. I think Eric Dungy for all he's done for the program. That guy was key. And making stuff happen. A very tough guy. And you see a lot of those guys grow up from when they were. I don't even know half of the team, but I, I feel like I watched these guys grow up just in the Dino era and seeing them start off hey, this guy was getting a little action. Now he's a key contributor. In the mix with the young studs, we got like Cisco, the freshman All American.
0: So yeah. we got a lot of good talent on this team that I'm excited to see. Yeah, you know, and, and you bring up Tommy DeVito. What are your thoughts on that? What's kind of maybe your advice and, you know, what you like to say to Tommy knowing that? You know, he came in and he helped the team win some games last season, but now he's the true starter. He's the guy. There is no Eric Dungy in front of him. This is his team to take a hold of and move forward with. What would be your words of advice to him and just some thoughts that maybe you have for him? I would just
1: say just play your game. Don't worry about what Eric did or whoever you else look up to. Be Tommy DeVito. We don't need you to be Eric Dungy. I don't need you to be Ryan Nassib or Trevor Lawrence, whoever you want to be. Just play your game because at the end of the day, this is your opportunity. Don't try to live up to something that you feel like you have to live up to. Be the Tommy DeVito-led Orangeman. Just play your game. I I know he has a lot of ability. Just trust your ability and your preparation. and Everything will work out fine. This is your show. Now lead us to the promised land.
0: Yeah, you know, and as, and as he goes forward, uh, biggest positives on the team, I've asked everybody this. Biggest positive and then biggest question mark. What do you think is the biggest positive on the team this season? And then, secondly, what is the biggest question mark you have?
1: Uh, I think the biggest positive, like you said, the veterans we have. It's a, uh, a highly upper class Malaya team, which is a great thing. We're also a great mix of young guys, which is going to be good just to have that experience. They experience winning. And just to see those guys come together, see if they can put it all together. And I think the biggest weakness, like you said, is the first time having major success. How do you capitalize on having that success? You don't want to go right back down because you could be that team where they were one hit wonder. So now how do you capitalize on that? How do you feel playing with the expectations now instead of when nobody expected things out of you? So it's a whole totally different animal when people expect you. Like you said, you picked the number two. How do you respond when you're supposed to be this is what you supposed is not surprising everybody. So yeah. that's the thing I'm kind of concerned about, but I think we can handle
0: it. So we look at the season, speaking here with Eric Croom this morning in our official week to kickoff series, where we're talking with Syracuse football alumni all throughout the week. Rob Carpenter has been on the show, as well as Darius Kelly. Eric Croom's with us. Right now, right after Eric Room, we'll have Cole Murphy coming up on the show this week. We also have Rob Long. We have Zach Mahoney, Mahoney, Rob Conrad. I'll be joining the show. Danny Conley, Will Hunter. Very excited for everybody that's coming up. The game is August 31st. That officially starts off the season this Saturday at 6 p.m. on the road in Lynchburg, Virginia at Liberty, who's an independent team, not a part of a conference. Thoughts on the season, Eric, when we look at this? I know we talked about how you feel this team can you know really come out firing but I'm going to read off the schedule and I want your honest uh, prediction on the team at Liberty at Maryland Clemson Western Michigan Holy Cross at home at NC State Pittsburgh at home at Florida State Boston College at home at Duke at Louisville Wake Forest at home to round out the regular season what do you think record wise for the team this year
1: uh, I, honestly, I only see probably about the same kind of record as last year. You might, uh, you know, Clemson's going to be a tough game, a couple of those. You get a couple just tough games throughout the schedule and how they're sprinkled in. So I see maybe two losses, two to three losses at max, but it shouldn't be any more than that. But
0: hopefully we get undefeated, but being realistic, I'd say two to three losses. All right, fair enough. What would you say is your biggest concern on the schedule? I mean, obviously Clemson is circled by everybody, but... Outside of that, who are the? You know, what are the games that you think maybe <clears throat> could be a couple of those losses or close matchups? Who are the ones besides Clemson?
1: I'm always kind of worried about Pitt because we always play them in a tough type of game. It's always be hit or miss. It might be a letdown game or one of those games just off that stretch where you hit a road bump where it's just like things. It just wasn't your day. It's not like I could pinpoint a certain opponent. And say, hey, we might not happen is because we don't know what Florida State is going to look like this year. They have a lot of talent, but you don't know how it's going to come together because they had a down year with the first year they had coached last year. So that might be a tough game this year or one of those road games where NC State, so you just got to watch out for those little games in the middle where you might lose a little focus and be like, oh man, they snuck up on us, you know, so.
0: That coming from Eric Kroom. Eric will be with us uh, throughout the season. Eric and I <clears throat> spent a lot of time speaking on the NFL and, getting into kind of the nitty-gritty of everything. And, you know, Eric, I know from when you and I spoke a couple of years ago, and we were talking about this, and I was actually coming back from Jacksonville's game <clears throat> against the Patriots when they went all the way to the AFC Championship game. And I said, why don't we do this? You know, you, you want to get some experience. You want to get out there. You love, you know, the uh, the broadcasting world. Obviously, you love the sports world. And, you know, we just had that conversation of why don't we do something together and make it happen. So, Let's keep that going. If you'd like to, uh, you know, I I love the fact that you know you you can be a cornerstone of a lot of the stuff we do here. So would love to have you back on more often. The conversation is always great, and and you know that I appreciate you. So we'd love to have you back.
1: Oh, you know, I'll definitely be back. You know, we talk very often, and I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak my platform about sports. Like I was happy that you uh you know when I reached out to you, it was nothing but love and respect and. Like you said, I consider you a, a lifetime-long friend from now on, so we have a great relationship, so
0: I'll definitely be back. Well, sounds good, Eric. Well, take care of that fiancé of yours and that baby, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon. And, and as always, you know, thank you for everything, and thank you for being the person that you are. We look forward to talking with you and to all the Syracuse fans out there. Uh, make sure that you social media whatever. Reach out to Eric Kroom and, and show him some love, and he's one of the good guys in this thing. So thank you for that, Eric.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. Go Orange.